Hello, welcome to Don't Overdo It with Fluffy and Baggins. I'm Fluffy. I'm Baggins. And we are back after a long hiatus. It's, I think it's been a month. So anybody from a month ago who's still listening, thank you for turning on notifications. Because yeah. that's the only way you're going to know. Uh, so, Most have just given up. There's like two people left. <laughs> I feel like maybe. Um, we do appreciate our fans. So a little bit of, of an update from the past month. Um, if you listen to the podcast before this, so if you have not been a fan who's been waiting for this and you're just listening to these in succession, this may make less sense. <laughs> but on our last podcast, we said we were going to review some graphic novels from the adult section and the children's section. And we're just going to say that plan went awry. And uh, to start off with, we overdid it <laughs> with the books and our podcast a little. Um, our books were late and I had to pay a late fee. <laughs> so all like the shame. a dollar per book. It was like a dollar per book. Yeah, it was. I mean, they were like 10 days late. It was pretty, it was pretty bad. So I want you to know that we had the books until today. <laughs> and an effort was made to read them in the sense that we talked about reading them. A lot. Yeah, like every week we talked about reading them. Uh, but we didn't because... Well, I, we can make excuses, but we just didn't. Yeah. To, to I, I got partially through mine, in my defense. she Yeah, Baggins did. So Baggins read... Hers was broken up into multiple sections, and she read the first section. I was waiting for her to finish her book to read mine, which really just was an excuse for me not to read mine. Because <laughs> that's what we're doing. Um, but yeah, so basically, when we started this challenge, if, so, if you've been with us from the beginning, you may remember this, we talked about this, is... Um, Bags and I were talking one day, and we wanted to read more because we both felt like we weren't reading enough literature. We read like the news and Facebook and other types of media, but we weren't reading enough like substance, um, or enough stuff with substance. Excuse me. <laughs> and uh, so we we decided we were gonna do the reading challenge, which was reading a book a week, and then we wanted to do the podcast as like motivation to stay on this challenge. However, motivation then became obligation, and it kind of all fell apart. Yes. So because it became obligation, we kind of didn't want to do it, which you may have noticed in the fact that we stopped checking books out from the library. Not that we don't love our library, as you probably know from listening to all of our other podcasts. We love our library. That's our homie. Yeah. Shout out to Jacksonville Public Library. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... So we've decided to kind of, so, so to combat this kind of fatigue, which I realize that we're kind of sad people because we got fatigued after seven episodes. <laughs> um, but to kind of... We, we burnt out. We did. So We ca- shine so bright. We oh. shone so bright. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh, we can't man. even, uh, we can't even keep together. See, this is what's happening. But, um, so we're reworking how we're going to do the podcast. Uh, we're still going to do the reading challenge, because that's the whole point of this, is to read some fucking books. <laughs> and new books, not like the same shit we always read. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do, so we're going to actually extend it, so that way we don't have kind of as much uh, pressure. Uh, we're going to do a new book every two weeks. And then on the weeks in between, we're going to talk about things in the literary world that we think are interesting. And it may be current events, it may just be something, a general interest... Uh, like, for example, if an author who hasn't released a book in a long time comes out with new works, 
Uh, or if maybe they turn a really popular book into a movie, we might discuss that, you know, after the movie's released. We're not going to discuss... Oh, actually, you know, we may discuss pre-release as well. Like, yeah, something that we find, like, you know, when The Hobbit, it, as Baggins, I'm sure will... Uh, when, like, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit were in the works, that was, like, a really big deal for that fandom. Yeah, it shit got insane. Yeah. And, you know, Harry Potter was also really successful. And a not successful one was Dark Tower. And that just shit all over. <laughs> the uh, That just kind of shit all over Stephen King's fans. None of us were happy. <laughs> I actually didn't see that movie. You I didn't read that book either, though, to be honest. So I'm completely... I don't care about this. I'm sorry. On a small on a small segue, if you didn't read the books, the movie probably would have just been a mediocre science fiction movie to you. If you read the books, it was really bad. Oh wow. It it, it didn't have the feeling of the books. Anyway, so that's a whole topic we could have. One on the in-between is is things like that. You know, maybe books compared to movies something, but we're gonna we're gonna kinda try to keep it lighter in what I'm gonna call the off weeks. Alright, cool. So, um, as you may be able to tell, there is not going to be a book review today. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yes. Slackers that we are. We, we did not, like, substitute new books either. We just didn't read them <laughs> and then came to talk to you guys. Yeah. That's, like, let's see how this goes. Yeah, there we go. See, we'll, we, we're going to wing it. Um, so instead, we're going to... Uh, talk about a medium one of my one of my favorite I think it's one of Baggins favorites too medium of oh, reading and that is fan fiction <laughs> I realize some of you just went ooh turning off the podcast now and I want to start off by saying you know I think fan fiction is beautiful I think it's a great way for people to express themselves it's very I think it's also very easy to connect with other people if they they like it's very easy to connect with your your fandom through fan fiction yeah. So if you're really into like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, those are some of the bigger ones, but even like little ones, uh, like different types of anime and everything, it's really just another outlet. Um, there is really bad fan fiction. <laughs> Absolutely. Just atrocious stuff out there. What is My Immortal, I think, is the infamous. Yeah, that's the one that went down in history. That's <laughs> like the worst fan fiction ever. I if think you... I tried to read that one because it. Oh my, it was just so bad that it got so popular and everyone was like, I have to read this garbage. And then everyone would go read it and a consensus built. They were yeah. like, yes, that was based on facts. That was absolutely <laughs> horrible. Um, I don't think I made it very far into it because I was like, hmm, there's other terrible fan fiction that I could be reading right yeah. now. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even in this fandom. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't remember, I think, was my immortal Harry Potter? I think yeah, I think it was. I think it was I, don't Harry, know. I think it's Harry Potter. I, I can't remember. I don't think it's posted anymore. I can't. Re- I don't remember posted, but it, it just Google my immortal fan fiction, and you'll find tons of articles on it because it was very popular for being very. Bad. It's kind of like so. My immortal is to fan fiction what the room is to cinema. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't hit her. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yes, that is so. That's what my immortal is. There's so many great quotable awful lines that it got really popular. It's really bad. Anyway. Oh boy. Yes. So so we do know we're going to talk about the pros and the cons of fan fiction, and we're going to try to be as favorable um, as as probably you'll get 
in as as far as like fan fiction reviews from grown adults. Yeah, we were we're enthusiasts for it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't we're enthusiasts in what I would consider like the safe zone of enthusiasm. So like for example, I only read fan fiction that has to do with fictional characters. Yeah. Um, there are fandoms out there where they take real people and throw them in there. Um, I think it's actually called RPFs. Is it okay? Oh. Yeah, real people fiction. Yeah, I don't. I don't read real people fiction. So, so a good example. If you, I don't either. By the way, that's just knowledge that I have. <laughs> yeah, I just want to throw that out there. I don't want you guys to think that Baggins is like creeping on some actors and actresses. In their real life, their fictional lives are totally different. Yeah, like, I'm not... Just... It comes up a lot when I'm searching for things. Yes. Okay. So, an example, if you would like to to kind of give us an example. So, if you watch the Graham Norton show, which I love Graham Norton. If you don't watch him, you should. He's hilarious. Um, Make me. (laughs) She refuses to watch the British TV. (laughs) So, he, um, he had an episode where he had Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy on there. And he brought up the fact that there seems to be a fandom that really want them to be together as a couple. And he, like, showed some fan art and everything. Probably developed through X-Men, obviously. Yeah, probably developed through X-Men. I think they started... In it was some, probably an offshoot of, like... Magneto and, and Xavier. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that... If that's what you're into, I mean, I don't judge. Like, as long as you're not, like, hurting people and everything, do what you want to do with your life. But that's, that's not, I'm not comfortable with that because those are like real people. <laughs> they exist in this world and I don't, I don't want to be reading about their lives that may not be true. Because <laughs> that's yeah. how misinformation spreads. Yes. Or as the president would put it, fake news. Oh yes, hashtag fake news. <laughs> oh my god, does that mean, please, okay, if you are, if you're a listener of ours and you write that type of fan fiction with real people, can you please hashtag fake news <laughs> in... <laughs> In your hashtags, like in your in your hashtags for it, because that would be beautiful. I just I would really like every time <laughs> hashtag fake news comes up on Twitter for it to somehow be linked to a shit ton of fan fiction. <laughs> that would be the that would be the best turnaround of that hashtag ever. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so there are some cons, uh, which we're gonna talk about a little bit more later. But we're gonna start off by talking about our kind of like our preferred genres. And fandoms and stuff. And just to kind of give you, if you don't know what fan fiction is, to give you an idea of what it is and maybe entice you a little bit so you might explore it a little bit more or at the very least not judge people that do. Um, Or if you do read it, then, you know, you can hit us up and tell us what your likes are and we can just become a great big fan fiction family. Yeah, uh, fan fiction, though, it's basically the best way I can explain it is, okay, say you're watching a series or a movie or something and it ends abruptly or you hate the way it ended and like you just feel all these feelings about it (laughs) basically fan fiction is where incredible writers and beginning writers basically (laughs) come together and they they fix it for you Yes. They make it all better, although sometimes they make it much worse, <laughs> which um, that is actually a whole genre, angst. It's like you just, that's where you go to get stabbed in the heart, because <laughs> you if, you're, if you're a sick person who's, who enjoys that, that's what, that's what they're there for you. Um, I but, was an angsty teenager, so as a teen, I loved angsty fan fiction, as long as I had a happy ending. I always want my happy ending, but if I cried for the first six chapters and that seventh chapter was happy, 
It was beautiful. Yeah, and so, like, it's basically, it's just to explore uh, what could have happened. A lot of fan fictions, they'll usually deviate from the plot line at some point to where they're like, okay, this could be much better from here. Or sometimes they'll, I've seen ones that are almost basically exactly like what it was, just in a written form, except they'll, it's just, they've somehow made it better. Yeah. Because they'll, like, just fix the shitty things that the people <laughs> in and the show did. So in the two ways that they go, so canon, which is when they stay in the yeah. current universe, and then non-canon, which is when they deviate from the from the specific universe. Now, canon does get a little gray, because you can be canon up to, like, one particular thing, and yeah. then from there deviate. And then the rest is non-canon, but in case you ever see those words, you now know what they mean. Yeah. So, and we are going to try to explain some of the lingo that we like to use in the fan fiction world as we go along. But if there's anything you don't know, there's Google. But if for some reason you don't want to Google that because you never know what comes up, you yeah. can always ask us in the comments section. We will happily respond because knowledge is power. <laughs> so, and like Bagus was saying, it is very much... For me, fan fiction was very similar. So I actually got into fan fiction when I was a teenager uh, because there was a specific thing... I don't remember how I came across it, but I remember I got really angry at, like, a TV show because the couple that, I, like, the characters that I really liked as a couple broke up, and I was really pissed off about it. So I think I was Googling, do they get back together? And this and this was, like, in rudimentary Google, guys. This was, this was when MySpace was a thing. <laughs> like, MySpace was a new thing. Like, this was before Google was a verb. Yeah, yeah, this is before Google was a verb. This was when people still actually used Yahoo Search because it was at the time kind of competitive. Maybe they also sometimes asked Jeeves. Oh, yeah, this is, this is back in the <laughs> Ask Jeeves days. Um, so, and I, I remember coming across uh, our, one, our one true uh, matron, fanfiction.net. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy, the, oh, boy. The jungle of fanfiction, as it were. You never know what you're going to get. You get really good works, you get really rudimentary works, and everything in between. Fan fiction is the full spread. Yeah. Fan fiction is actually where My Immortal was posted, just to, yeah. yeah. The, the universally accepted worst fan fiction in the world was originally posted there. Yeah. So, it's, it's one of the originals. Um, I also, as I got older, started reading adultfanfiction.net. Which um, you were supposed to be 18 years or older to read, but I obviously was not. I think um, another popular one back in the day, like where it first started, was was um, Live Journal. I think oh, a lot yeah. of stuff showed up on there before there was like. Um, then you were, I would say yeah. So before yeah. it was kind of collected by fanfiction, it was fanfiction.net. It was on Live Journal. Yeah, there was a lot on Live Journal because it was like you could just kind of make a blog for whatever, mm-hmm. and most people used it for. Well, a group of people used it for different fan fictions before they had, like, the archival websites, such as Archive of Our Own. Yes, Archive of Our Own. has some of the most, like, advanced filters for screening what you want your choices to be. It's like tags. They're very similar to... So if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, it's very similar to, like, SoundCloud, where you can click on a tag, and it will lead you to relevant works based on that tag. So it would, yeah, Archive of Our Own. I would say Archive of Our Own is still the most advanced. Even with the yeah. filters fanfiction.net has, has developed, I think Archive is still just a little bit, they've edged above them just a little bit still. Yeah. Um, I will say fanfiction.net has evolved a lot. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, 
it's it's blossomed. It has into its own. Yeah, they basically went through puberty. <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, sometimes it still reverts. Sometimes it still has those tantrums of a teenager when you read those certain fictions. But uh, but yeah, you know what's funny though is I some some of the people, especially um, older writers, and by older I mean I don't know their actual age because you don't know who these people are. By the way, obviously it's all anonymous except for your pen name. Yeah. But uh, but some of the ones that I read back in the day that still have postings or they're still updating, they still have. There's one she still has a live journal. Yeah. Yes, I'm assuming it's a woman because that's what the her icon character is. I don't know. It could be a man. I think you know what I think. There's like kind of like a universal like just assumption that it's all women as well. Like because I mean I do that too. Like anytime I think of an author, it's immediately it's a woman to me. It I. I do that the same with, like, Tumblr and websites like that. Honestly, there are tons of guys on there. But I, unless I see something that specifically suggests or says, like, I'm a dude, or, like, there's a picture or something like that that says, like, I'm a dude with, like, bunches of arrows and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a lady. (laughs) That's... But that's a lady that just looks like a dude or something. Unless they're, like, specifically, I'm a guy. I just... My yeah. brain just always jumps to. I think it's because all that both those sites are kind of cre- they're associated with creation and like cre- creating things, and I just I'm trying to hear me roar. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm biased towards women for creating things. Like, well, I mean, women are the ultimate I mean, creators. I mean, I'm willing to admit I have that bias. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so so there's some sites if you do want to ever go explore. Um, you can now filter things. Uh, I was reading, fan, which you were too, we actually had a discussion about this recently, I was reading fan fiction back when you could not, and this would drive me fucking insane, sorry, I'm going on a small tangent here, you could, <laughs> there was not a complete versus in progress filter. You, so, you didn't know until you got to the <laughs> last chapter. You didn't, unless they put, so I had to, so when I first, when I was fresh into this, uh, my little guppy years of fan fiction, so to speak, <laughs> I... I didn't know some of the more nuances. So if you're you're a, a longtime reader of the of this medium, then you know that uh, in the summary they would often put complete if it was complete. Now I didn't know this when I first started yeah, out. They usually like bolded it. Yes. In <laughs> yeah, you knew it was complete. <laughs> or last chapter posted something indicated that that was that story was done in the summary. Or they were like on hiatus or something. Yes. Yeah. They, so they yeah the nice people put. On fucking hiatus. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway. The rest of them just left. They just hightailed. And like you, we did for a month. Yeah. <laughs> we came back. Yeah, we um, came back. And eventually. we noted that we, we posted stuff saying we're on hiatus. Anyway, if, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also make a statement here that's going to be very mean. If you are a fan fiction writer and you stopped writing a story and didn't update the summary or anything to show that it was not, it, was, it may be on a hiatus indefinitely, you're the worst kind of person in this. <laughs> You you oh anger me so much to this day, especially when I was younger. Anyway, so I but anyway, so I did not know this. So I read probably I got I got punked a couple times, and it only took a couple times for me to learn. And then I would not even if I thought the story was complete because there was twenty three fucking chapters. And by the way, when we're talking about fan fiction, we're gonna talk about little some of this shit is a fucking novel. Like we're talking thousand. 2000k 2050k word fan fiction so you're reading a lot sometimes i mean you can kind of know going in now because they also have word counts on it thank god (laughs) i think back in the day they had word count you just couldn't separate by word count 
So I have a confession to make, Fluffy. Oh my God! You wrote a fan fiction, never finished it, didn't you? <laughs> I did in junior high. Oh, you're the worst kind of person. In junior high, on fanfiction.net. Of course, there is there is a is. fan fiction out there looming that um, five chapters in, I just stopped writing it. I, I always I always meant to go back. I swear, <laughs> but I never. You did. need to finish that and right I now. Never, I never updated the summary, and I don't even know my login information anymore, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will stop this podcast right now. We're going to turn this podcast around. You're going to go finish that fan fiction. Oh, my gosh. So I, I have a confession, too. So I, I wrote fan fiction in high school as well. Now, I do remember my login. I don't remember mine. <laughs> no, I, I remember my login. And I wrote three pieces. They were all so I'm I'm gonna use the term in the I don't you can probably assume with this, but they were all smut pieces because I was a teenager and I was going through puberty. So of course, um, smut is when you write about sex, which you weren't supposed to do on fanfiction.net. They actually said no sex, like that was against the terms and conditions. But unless you got flagged a lot, nobody cared. Yeah, and it was kind of like always known that like it basically you just put like it used to be R rating and now they switched it to M. Yeah, or like um, I think they would also there was. A lot of people would write, like, in the summary, like, they would have, like, something that they would write in it. Like, lemon. Uh, contain- lemon. Yeah, lemon. Lemon was very... Lemon's the top. If it says lemon, it means they're sex. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I actually never knew I'm, why lemon meant sex, but... I don't know why either. But that... that lemon is pr- basically... I feel like that one, it's contained to fanfiction.net, because I haven't really seen that on other sites. Usually on other sites, they use, like, they use smut, or yeah. they say, the, with the ratings, like... Uh, pay attention to the rating. Yeah, strong M like for a reason. Like yeah, stuff like that. I think I've only really seen Lemon on fanfiction.net. Yeah, which I just remembered. Um, Meba, Meba.com. That's another one. I haven't been to it in many years. I've but never been to that's it. That's the one I went. That's the one I did. I used in high school because my friend wrote on that site, and oh. so she got me onto that site. And they had some pretty good stuff. That one would let you like post pictures of like the characters that you imagined and stuff like that too and you had like a you had like a content page that you could just like click on the chapter you wanted to watch or read Mm -hmm. Uh, um netflix has changed me i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah the the chapter you wanted to read you could just like click on it but yeah so meba.com is another one yeah you know what's so funny fanfiction.net was another reason i think that one was so popular at my school because so live journal was restricted fanfiction.net was not oh man it was it was very popular at my school for like the weird kids like me but we were we were deemed weird for that and many other reasons <laughs> but um but yeah so so i also have fluffy has uh, a fanfiction uh pen name out there i'm not gonna give it to you <laughs> one because of my shame now this is not the general shame that we're gonna talk about later of like just being somebody who reads fanfiction this is because i wrote this stuff in high school and I have not read it since high school. Now I have actively tried. <laughs> I have I have logged. I still log into my fanfiction.net account when I want to go read because that's how I favorite and bookmark and everything else. But I look at I and every time you log in, it takes you to your author page and you see your stuff. And my stuff is still posted, mm-hmm. and it still gets likes and comments. And I read the comments. And I just don't read the. I've tried. I've tried to go into the read the stories, and I'll get about two words in, and I'm like, I can't do this. Because I feel such... Imba- I know that there's going to be so many grammatical... Maybe not so many, but I know that there's going to be grammatical errors. And I know that as I've evolved as a human, the things that I thought 
were enticing as a teenager are less enticing now. <laughs> like, I don't pick my romance novels based on the chapters of sex. I pick my romance novels on how the conversation goes outside the chapters of sex. So that's how I've evolved. And my fan fiction has not been um, edited, so it has not evolved. And I can't, I just can't deal with it. So if you're a beta and you're listening and you would like to deal with the mess I left from high school, uh, please message me. <laughs> and, and if you're not a beta, um, just so you know, we're not referring to fishes. Um, the beta is someone who will read another author's work and they will basically, it's like they sweep through as the grammar police. They'll like fix yeah. any mistakes and like any kind of issues that there might be. Like maybe, okay, this doesn't make sense. Or you change this person's name halfway through the chapter. And they basically come through and they fix everything. Yes. Yeah, they're basically editors for fan fiction. Yeah. But it is a short way to explain it. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we, here in the fan fiction medium, we don't like to give people simple names. Yeah. You get beta. You don't get editor. I need an editor. No, I need a beta. Because we're going to make ourselves as... Yeah, as because I'm the alpha right. of the story. <laughs> we're going to make us as different from mainstream literature as possible. But, yes, so... I can't believe you have an undone finished fiction. <laughs> oh, oh. I thought I knew everything about you. This will be the test. I had that one last dark secret lurking is, in the closet. This is this is the test of our friendship right here. <laughs> this, this is it. I, I thought that this would be the thing that might break us. I really did. That's why I waited. I was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't. And then I just, I was like, I have to be honest with you in all things. I can't, I can't lie to you anymore. I can't. The secret's looming. You mean too much to me. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, okay. So, to, back to the, back to more of the the point here. Uh, so, what, as I mentioned, we started reading fan fiction. I used to read really smutty fan fiction because, similar to my romance novel reading, I was going through puberty and I wanted the sex. <laughs> Let's be honest about how life was. Um, but now I, I I I still read romance. I don't really. I know some people like so you can sort sort by genre. And they usually, so there's like action, adventure, mystery, crime. Angst. Angst. As we mentioned. Um, which is basically sadness. Yeah. Um, just, if you just <laughs> want to cry. And fighting. And yeah. Um, and they have, not violence, they have one that's like more geared towards war. I can't remember what it's called though. Oh. Um, you, know what I'm talking, you know the genre I'm talking about though. It's, it's geared towards like battles. I do, I do know what you're talking about. It's not, it's, it's you can do fantasy, but there's also something that kind of like is more specific to... And it's an archive, or it's an, I think so. It might be fan fiction, but it's more it's more geared really towards read on fighting. Fan fiction in a while, so that yeah, that's probably on fan fiction. No, I think there's something on archive too that you can go to. It's not violence. I can't remember what it is. I'm almost gonna look I've it up never now. Sorted by genre, to be honest with you. God damn it, woman! <laughs> I've never sorted by genre. I just I bounce around with genres. You are difficult. I'm sorry. <sighs> anyway, so it's not how I get my kicks. But yeah. I'm going to look up what that is because it's going to bother me. But yeah, so you sort by genre. So the genre that I always sort by... It, see, she doesn't... Baggins doesn't sort by genre. So I always sort by romance because I'm not going to lie. I have enough adventure and mystery and crime in my life. Not like I like live crime, but the real <laughs> world has enough of these things. They, they know we live in Jacksonville. They're aware of the crime rate. That's true. So we, I have enough of this on the daily 
Yeah. I don't need that when I'm trying to basically escape. Because that's what fan fiction is to me, is escapism. Like, it's my yeah. full on. So I always sort by romance, which of course means I'm always picking very specific pairings and couples and everything. Because that's also... Now, as, a, as, a, as an adult that isn't just trying to get their rocks off through reading. Because <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what some people do. More often, ladies. Yeah. Um, I, I go to, to satisfy something so like um oh okay i'll give you a good example actually so one of the fandoms that i was reading was gossip girl if you don't know what that is it's a really trashy tv show and i say trashy in the sense it's very dramatic it's very over the top and i fucking love it (laughs) but oh my gosh as a sensible person i got really tired of how dramatic it was in like the third season it only has like six seasons so i quit halfway through and I still, so there was a couple in there and I really loved them and they were awful for each other, but I loved them as a couple, but I couldn't watch the series because it was too dramatic. I just could not, when I watch something really dramatic, that's unnecessarily dramatic, I get really angry and I yell at the TV <laughs> and I felt like my neighbors <laughs> needed to not hear me yell at the TV every night <laughs> or every week. So I stopped, I stopped that, but I read on fanfiction.net. So I read some fanfiction about it instead. And, um, that, but so I sorted by that pairing and I was very happy. And then the last season, they, like that whole pairing got back together and the last episode was really great. So I have seen the first three seasons of Gossip Girl and the last episode. And in between, I filled it with fan fiction. So that's what happened in between to me is the fan fiction stories I read. I think for me, um... A lot of time, I just want to feel happy, so <laughs> I, I, I just I crave not depression. So I'll I'll read fluff a lot, which fluff, um, while technically not a genre, you cannot sort by fluff. Um, a lot of writers will, um, the in their summary, they'll write, uh, "This is a fluff story" or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, which fluff, for those of you who are not in the know. Uh, fluff, it basically, it's happiness and cuddles and good feelings and just awesome. Like, uh, I love domestic fluff, which domestic fluff is basically like, um, like I said, there's a couple in a movie that you absolutely adore and, but something happened. Oh no, it was terrible. And so you can go read some domestic fluff that takes place 10 years later where they're married and happy and they're doing the dishes together and they're throwing little suds at each other. It is so cute. And everyone's filled with joy, (laughs) including me, the reader. That is fluff. Yes. I like fluff too. And I think that's the thing with fan fiction is it's nice. So one of the, one of the, I think the biggest pros, especially if you're kind of like a busy person. Yeah. Is you don't have to learn the characters because the characters are basically already established by the fandom. Yeah. So like Harry Potter, uh, you already know who Harry Potter is. You know who Hermione is, Draco, Ron, all of them. So if you're reading something that involves those characters, you don't have to go through the arduous task of learning their backstory. Like if you only have a, a limited amount of time. Now if you have lots of time and you just enjoy reading, you know, those can be very fun things to do. But if you have a limited amount of time and other responsibilities, as most people do, yeah. uh, it, it can become very cumbersome to have to learn new people every time. And then what if you don't look if you like start reading something and you don't like that character? Yeah. See with fan fiction, you can read only about the characters you like. So yeah. if you hated Draco Malfoy you can just read about Harry and Hermione or Ron and Lavender. Or I don't know who else in the... Nobody liked Lavender. I don't know why I threw her out there. Poor Lavender. Um, or like 
George and Fred, if you hated that Fred died, oh, or he didn't die in fan fiction. He didn't die in fan fiction. Oh my goodness. Fred's stronger than ever. He is. He is. Frequently married to somebody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so these are these are things that you can experience. Like if so if your favorite character got killed off, or if you didn't like that one character, or if you thought that one couple was dumb, you can you can find an outlet that will provide you with an alternative ending. Yeah, or maybe um, if you hate yourself and you like angst, and maybe you wanted a different character that also meant the world to you to die instead. Uh, I just read one of those recently. <laughs> on yeah. purpose? Yeah, on purpose. I knew exactly what I was getting into because <laughs> they told me flat out in the summary, it was one sentence, it was like, okay, this this is a Hobbit fan fiction where instead of... Thorin dying, Bilbo dies, and you get to watch, you get to deal with that. So have fun. And yeah. I was like, all right, count me in. And I, I dealt with that. It, it hurt. Yeah. See, it is it's fan fiction. I think fan fiction brings out a lot of fan fiction to me is an easy way to bring out a lot of good emotions. So like, if all you want to do is feel happiness, you can read a story that has some of your favorite people just being happy or if you are like hey i feel like i really need to cry today because that's a normal feeling everybody needs to cry you will read a fan fiction that has one of your favorite characters like dying or maybe your favorite couple breaks up or maybe they get lost forever and like you can just kind of explore without having to this sounds really lazy without having to put a lot of effort in yeah (laughs) that's really what it comes down to i think is Slight laziness, but just, you know, a general love for a certain thing and then <laughs> loving it maybe too much. Yeah, and then plus it's it's just an extension of content, really. Like, I mean, once you run out of whatever it is that you're reading that you love, like the series finished, and so you don't get to buy the next book and read it or watch the next season or whatever because it's done. So on fan fiction, you can just basically, or with fan fiction, not specifically on that website, but um, with fan fiction, you can basically just continue it. You can keep having new content. Yeah. Continuously for... However long you want. Yeah. And it's even, yeah, and if so... Um, oh, I... Words, words, words left me. I was, I lost my words. Um, I would agree, and I think too, it it allows for you to kind of with going with like the series ending. So say you did just really like. So if a series ended abruptly, and you never got an ending. Okay, so I'll say yeah, or like they canceled the yeah fucking series. So there was a TV show. I didn't. I haven't actually read fan fiction based on this because it was a very short-lived TV show and it wasn't. Um, it was really good, but not all that popular. So it's called Golden Boy. And the only reason I watched it is because it has Theo James in it, and I think he's super attractive. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Hollywood won me over with that guy. I'll watch anything he's in because because he's hot. Uh, my my baser instincts go go towards him. But, but the show was actually very good. Now, I say this so like he's a terrible actor. No, that show was actually really good. If you like crime dramas, which I don't think you do. You no, like, yeah. I do not enjoy those. Except yeah. Law and Order. I can't. I can't stop. Yeah. I can't stop it's, Law and Order. It's not. But anyway, but it's called Gumbo. It was a really, really good show. But it only had one season because while it was on, there's a lot of crime dramas on. So there's a lot of competition. It, it did well, but it didn't do great. So yeah. they canceled it. And it ended on a cliffhanger. Oh. And I'm like... 
What the crap? Now, as some of you know, like if you watch Sense8, which they're now bringing back, so it's not on a cliffhanger. I don't, I don't know what that is. It's a Netflix show. But Sense8 was a very popular Netflix show, and it ended kind of on a cliffhanger, and they were going to cancel the series. They've now, Netflix got kind of like harassed into bringing it back for a special so they can wrap up the the remaining storylines. Okay. But cool. but before there was social media <laughs> and and peer the peer pressure of social media, shows got canceled and you just dealt with it. And like if you really like that sucks. So so something else fanfiction can do is help you find that closure. Yeah. Was the long was what the point I was getting to with that long story. Was fanfiction can just help you find closure when writers get fired or the show gets canceled or whatever. So, yes, I did never find I never did find closure for Golden Boy though. Mm. Such a good show. I'm still really, I'm still a little upset I'm about sorry. it. Sorry. Yeah, I'm still salty. But, okay. But anyway, basically, we've I feel like we've talked a lot about this. Well, we said we're gonna do the whole episode on fan fiction. Yeah, I I feel like we've we've stayed true to that. It's true. So all right, so now we're gonna talk a little bit about the taboos of fan fiction. Now there are some taboos. There's some things in fan in the in the the medium that I think is taboo, which we kind of touched on, which is like using real life people. I don't I don't necessarily like that because I like my fan fiction to be just that fiction. I don't like it crossing over into reality. I think that's a little little much. Not judging people who who do. I'm just that's too much for me. I don't I don't think I don't really have anything against it. I just personally don't read it. I just don't. I don't know. I just don't... Because I get attached to the characters. I don't get attached to the actors. Right. So when when I read fan fiction, I search for stuff specifically with the characters. Yeah. Um, so I just... And also it happened... It just so happens to be that like most of the shit I like is like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So it's, it's fantasy stuff. So I'm interested in stuff that's... It doesn't take place in... Yeah, it doesn't real, in the real life. World. Like it's it's fantastical and there's dragons and shit. But I mean, of course there are modern AUs, which I don't really read those either. Yes. Uh, that's AU is alternative universe. Oh yeah. So whoopsies. Yeah, if you a modern AU would be like, here's all the characters you like, but in a completely different situation. So if you ever like, hey, I wonder what Game of Thrones would be like in New York. Yeah, if they all worked at Starbucks. They're, you, they they have that coffee shop AU. Yeah, those are very popular. Actually, <laughs> they are <laughs> coffee shop AUs are very popular. Starbucks is very popular in our fandom. I have not realized they're like in no fandom, but in our medium. Yeah, um, I have actually read a fan fiction about a character from another from a fantasy uh, show that worked at a Starbucks. <laughs> I've read a lot of them where they're like they they all work at Starbucks or like one of them owns a bookshop that's all quaint and adorable and then like somehow they're all interconnected or yeah. like someone owns the flower shop down the lane. Yeah. It's just it's weird. Like everyone's productive and they all do things that, that are just somehow involve. speak to their their nature in the original content, but it's weird. Minus the battle axes. Like it. It's awesome. Yeah, like, <laughs> he doesn't have a battle axe anymore. Now he is a tattoo artist. There you, okay. Boom. There you go. Yes, so that's, that's something. But So I think the biggest taboo of fan fiction, I think, comes from the extreme fandoms. And I think this is across a lot of mediums. So I think this goes back to a very popular term called fangirls. Oh, yeah. 
So I think a lot of the taboo with fanfiction comes from fangirls who kind of use it for their fangirliness. <laughs> They're fanboys too, like fanboys and their fanboyiness. But basically it's people kind of taking it like... I like fanfiction, I read fanfiction, but I also recognize that the fanfiction is not reality. Yeah. To where some individuals will use fanfiction as almost a substitute for the reality of whatever show maybe they're reading or whatever show is connected to it, or even to, like, real people. Like, I know a really popular thing back, like, when One Direction was popular was fanfics with Liam... And Henry? Harry? <clears throat> Harry Styles. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't know I the think, names. I think it was Liam and Harry. And, like, and I get it. That's your fandom. But, like, it was so prevalent that it became, like, a topic that they were interviewed about. So, going again, going back to kind of, like, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. And James McAvoy. When you see stuff like that, it kind of is like, oh, these people are weird. Yeah, it it kind of it's not so much a taboo of fan fiction, but it makes fan fiction a taboo. Yes. It is kind of what it does. Yes. So because there is that kind of stereotype almost to people who read fan fiction, like I don't admit it freely. I don't either. Like there there are two people in this world that openly know that I read fan fiction, and I am not ashamed to say it. One of which, one of them, I have sat down and written fan fiction with, so um, I not have me. their silence. That's not me. I have their silence. Yeah. And uh, then the other one is, is Fluffy, obviously. So, so I'll be honest, my current partner, um, if he is listening to this now, knows that I read fan fiction. I think he caught me once, actually. To be fair, I think he has known, and it was just one of those things we never talked about. It was like... The, the elephant in the room, like, I make it sound like a, something that he just, like, references all the time, but we never address. It's never been referenced in our relationship, but I think he caught me one time. Um, I was actually reading that 70s show, and I was, <laughs> I think it was him. He was snapping or something, and I was reading, and he, like, looked around and was like, are you reading fan fiction? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll close my window. <laughs> Firm denial. I think it was him. It may have actually been one of my other exes. Anyway, basically, I'm pretty sure it was him. He may or may not have caught me reading fan fiction. And then I just quietly closed that app and didn't discuss it. Yeah, for me, um, I, I, have, I have very nosy loved ones. Um, it's a, the nicest possible way I can put it. It's to that degree. Um, and so I frequently have people reading over my shoulder. Or I'll have people like just asking me what I'm reading all the time and I'm just and they know I love to read so it's it's not weird to them when I say oh I'm reading on my phone and they're like oh well what are you reading because now they need to know the author they need to know the title they need to know the plot and I'm just like uh it's just some unpublished stories that this author was writing and uh posted online that's what I'm enjoying and then they're like, oh, well, what's the plot? And I'm like, um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I just vaguely state what the actual plot is. And then they're like, oh, well, what are the characters? And I'm just like, why do you need to know my life? <laughs> Leave you me alone. <laughs> you know what's so funny? If I've read, like, a really good fan fiction, 
and I want to tell people about it, I will change, like, the characters. Yeah, just talking about it like it's a book. Yeah, and, like, so I've done that. And uh, so because I read romance novels and my friends know I read romance novels, I've just said I was reading this romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're my friend, joke might be on you. It may not have been a romance novel. Um, <laughs> you have to make it, anytime you do this, by the way, you have to make it something obscure because sometimes you will meet someone who will love this supposed book so much they'll want to go buy it and read it themselves and you're like oh well it was i found it in used bookstore in like the very back i don't think it yeah you have yeah. to like make it obscure. see i've never had that nobody's because i think probably because mine are always romance stuff so and they're like oh there's so many romance novels out there i don't need to find another one i'm just so good at telling stories man i just i lure people in yeah no matter what i bet you every single person has read every single book i've reviewed on here <laughs> i'm just that good um but Yes, it's... I actually got paid to do that once. What, do a book... Do, well, no, do not a fan, fan fiction review? No, not, not do a fan fiction review, but um, my, my brother had a friend who um, wanted to read a series. He was... Well, he didn't want to read it until I made him want to read it, basically. Yes. But, um, and he didn't want to sit down and actually read it, though, because he didn't like to read. And so, basically, he would pay me to just tell him the story, and I would walk through the entire plot scene by scene and like I would do like uh, quotes and everything that I could remember all my yeah and I it was freaking awesome that is actually pretty cool I'd, I'd yeah. take that job yeah because I, I did it with the very first book because I fucking fell in love with the series so much and so I did it with the first book because I just wouldn't leave him alone oh. and then he was like I have to know what happened to the next <laughs> and I was like how dare you leave me hanging yeah I was like I'll tell you in two months when I buy the next book <laughs> And then it just became that. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, but, and I have also, so before I just basically realized that I could lie and say it's a romance novel and just make it up so I could talk about this stuff, um, anytime when I was, especially when I was younger, my shame isn't as, as bad now. It's still kind of, there's still kind of like a stigma about it, so I don't openly admit it. But if somebody's like, hey, do you read fan fiction? I'm going to be like, yeah, I do. I'm like a grown adult. I can admit what I do in my life. Yeah. I pay my taxes. And I have a full-time job, so you guys can go fuck yourself. Yeah, fight me. Yeah, <laughs> come at me, bro. And I want to warn you, I wear leggings to bed, so I have full mobility. So <laughs> come at me, bro. But um, uh, I used to say, there was a, I think it was called co- Cafe Press or Coffee Press or something, which was, it was a spinoff from fanfiction. It came from fanfiction.net. Oh, I, yeah, I'm aware of what you're talking about. I and can't remember which it is, though, either. I think it's Coffee Press. Yeah, and it was, um, it was basically... It was it was a, a similar platform to fanfiction.net, except it was for, like, original content. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was younger, I used to have both windows open, and when somebody would come behind me, I would click on the the other window. <laughs> so it looked like I was just randomly reading original content instead of fandom <laughs> content, so people didn't think I was weird. Uh, which is probably more weird than just admitting... <laughs> Like, me being super shady about just, it. Just admitting you enjoy things. Yeah, just admitting I enjoy things. But, yeah, so there is a bit of a uh, taboo. There is so much of a taboo. So besides Baggins, I think I have friends that know, but I don't think we, we speak candidly about it. Uh, but it's I had, just a shame. Yeah. It's just a secret shame that you guys all know about. Yeah, I have, I have one ex, and this was... I haven't... We haven't been together in, like... 10, 10 years or something. So so my ex from like 10 years ago, um, who I'm still friends with, like he's a great guy. We just didn't work out because he don't have to have across the way. Um, 
he, I may have, I think I have, I may have, there are a couple people, but I know for sure he and I wrote fan fiction. Somehow we got on the topic. And he, to this day, is the only person I have ever sent my fan fiction to. So actually, this was, this is how old this was. I sent him a flash drive. This was like when flash drives were in megabits. <laughs> 536 megabits was the biggest flash drive at the time. Um, so I sent him a flash drive, megabits flash drive, with some of my works on it. And I will tell you, as I've got, not necessarily now, but until about a couple years ago, that was my biggest shame. Mm-hmm. So I have dated. I have enjoyed relationships. I have sent nudie pictures to people in relationships and out. I don't really give a shit. I think your body is your body. You do what you want with it, as long as you're not hurting people. I was more concerned <laughs> about my fan fiction being widely released to my friends and family <laughs> than my nudie pictures. <laughs> that is... That is the level of stigma that sometimes comes with this. I, so I was more worried that he would just, like, one day decide to, like, share this with people. Be like, oh, yeah, haha, I had this ex, and she used to write this stuff. And then that was going to be my downfall. <laughs> that was how I was going to, like, lose my job <laughs> and my car. Like, that was, that was going to be the end. Um, oh, my God. Yes, which, of course, it's not. It's just... At the very, I think most of my friends and family be like, you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> Grow up. So, that I think, but yeah, I was, I for a long time was very concerned about the circulation of that <laughs> in my stratosphere. Oh my gosh, when I used to write it, because I always, I'm one of those people that whenever I write things for the internet, which I still, I still write poetry, like for the internet and stuff, um, but I always write it like in a composition book or something first and so like I have I have comp- I still stumble across them too and it's terrifying every time <laughs> I'll stumble across the composition book and like I always know that it's a composition book filled with fan fiction because it'll have my username on it and I'm just like oh no <laughs> it's just this dread that sweeps upon me and, and I just like and I just I fearfully open the book and like I'll flip through a few pages and I'm just like oh no and I just like gets worse every page and so like oh my god and I would I would like I'd bring this to school and I'd work on it in like when I'd finish assignments and stuff so this was like I started back in like junior high writing this stuff into high school um and so like in between classes and like every time the teacher would walk around I'd just snap my composition book shut <laughs> or like anytime like a peer would like come over and like oh what are you writing it's just like nothing <laughs> I'm just like I'm just I'm working on homework for another class. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> like oh my goodness, I just oh. No, I was stressful. I always worked on the computer. What was crazy is I had I have so many unfinished. I have found like because I found I found that flash drive one day. Because uh, yeah. I had two. I had two 536 megabytes flash drives. And I found one one day and I was like oh my god, what could even be on this? It holds nothing. <laughs> And then I found unfinished fanfiction. I was like, well, this is never getting done. I never posted it because I never posted anything until it was complete because I did not like people who did not complete their fanfiction. We know. (laughs) Okay, Fluffy. We know. (laughs) We know. (laughs) Get over it. (laughs) Never. (laughs) To my grave. My my tombstone will say complete your fucking fanfiction packets. (laughs) <laughs> and mine will say make me <laughs> fight me bro. come at me bro <laughs> um, as we were buried next to each other people were like well they took that a bit far 
<laughs> yes, that was that was a feud that it's like the, we took to the grave. McCoys and the whatever I always forget the other time. The Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. And then Pumpkinhead. Okay. You saw that movie, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was just, it was a Hatfield McCoy movie, and then there was this killer with a pumpkin head. That's why they called him Pumpkin Head, right? It was weird. Like, it just, that's that's the point that I realized it, the movie wasn't actually about the Hatfields and McCoys. I thought it was just a Hatfield McCoy movie um, <laughs> until about the point that Pumpkin Head showed up. <laughs> I didn't realize The, the title Pumpkin Head didn't give away that it was about yeah, a no, monster named was, Pumpkin Head? It was, it, was, it was a movie on TV. And so, oh, like, oh, okay. and so I was watching it. Oh, I was watching it, oh, and, and I because I found it relatively early on, I, like maybe three minutes in, like it was still setting up a plot all about the Hatfields and the McCoys. And I was like, I love programs about these crazy kooks, <laughs> and so I watched it, and um, it got real weird. It got yeah. real weird. Yes, yeah, right, <laughs> right about after the time that the the two hook up, uh, Romeo and Juliet style. From the two families, and then Pumpkinhead just came in and was like, "You don't have to worry about splitting them up and hating each other because I'm just gonna kill you all. <laughs> so you can worry about that instead." Yeah, yeah. You will learn. I don't. I don't know how we got onto that topic. I sincerely apologize. <laughs> I don't know how we went from fan fiction to Pumpkinhead. But <laughs> I don't know. They're equally. This is, this is how all conversations go with me, by the way. Yeah, especially with with us together. Yeah. But anyway, so. So we've talked kind of like about the, the... I think the biggest con is the taboo. Um, yeah, that is really just the shame that, y- yeah, that just, you feel. Yeah, the, the stigma that creates this kind of like... You you know, like very cautious about discussing it. Cause, and, and so and I'll say that I think it's... A, I think it's unfortunate they have this because the, the, the big thing I like about fan fiction... And when we're saying we're referencing fan fiction, we're not necessarily <laughs> referencing that site. We're referencing the whole medium. Yeah. But... The whole thing I like about fanfic is that it is a really great... So when I was a teenager, I wrote it. And it really did... Even though I know that I'm going to have errors in there, I I learned how... Like, I was able to see... So when I first started reading, I would just read a lot of really crappy fanfic. Because oh, I was yeah. a teenager. And I just I read too. Really, yeah. But as I continued reading, I was able to start to distinguish good writing from bad writing. And it really did help with, like, my grammar and my writing skills. Like, this helped me in college. That actually reminds me of a quote from Stephen King. Um, Very famous author. He once said, if you do not have the time to read, then you do not have the time nor the tools to write. Yeah. And and fan fiction is a very easy way to get into reading. Because you're kind of already dedicated to whatever you're reading just a little bit because you already know the characters. Yeah, so you already it, love it. You yeah. already know all the background info. Yeah, and it, it is very, very easy to read a lot. I've read, I read like a 150k story the other day, well, other days, like two months ago, in fan fiction, just because I was bored and I was looking at stuff and I was like, oh, okay. So I ended up reading 150,000 words, which is a lot. Yeah. That's a fucking novel. And that's, and some of these people, they write novels and they write really well. And you can sort of distinguish the more veteran writers and everything. So I think, and two, even with, even with the fledgling writers, especially if you've seen, like I've so I've seen writers where they kept their work from the beginning to the end. So there's one that I really like. Um, I actually read her live journal because all she stopped posting on like the other mediums. She only posts her live journal now. Again, I'm going with the she because of the icon, um, which is Inel. I think is how you say her name. It's like I N 
I-N-E-L-L. Look her up on Live Journal. She's amazing. Um, I think she did, she originally did kind of mostly Harry Potter. And I think she branched a little bit more now. But what was so great, though, is so she every once in a while would introduce her own original character. Um, but it was more like a side character. And then as she started to develop, she started to develop this character. So this character that is not related to the fandom, I saw grow through reading her fiction, which was cool. Because I saw her as a writer develop something. And that is phenomenal. Now, and we can even take this a step further to give you an example. So some of you may know um, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is not necessarily a good book. <laughs> but... Before uh, that. Yeah, before that. I'm, and I, some of you may know this fact. It was a fan fiction. It was a Twilight fan fiction, which is why it's not a good book. Because Twilight was an awful book to begin with. And awful mm-hmm. movies. So any fiction kind of based off of it generally is not is not good unless they're really good writers mm-hmm. um which E.L. James is okay in my opinion not trying to slander this book if you like this book I'm glad you like it any type of reading I think is pretty good I've um, yet to read it it so the reason I don't like it is so okay so as someone who reads fan fiction I could tell before knowing it was fan when I when they re- finally released that it was fan fiction I was like oh yeah it reads like kind of mediocre fan fiction because certain things didn't equate well. So she's from England. You know, she sets... So Twilight was set in Seattle. I don't know where Fifty Shades is set. I forgot. Some but, rainy town somewhere, I'm assuming. Yeah, probably. So <laughs> what they... she did. So, like, for instance, she uses the word, like, pram. And, like, we don't use that word in America. Yeah. And she used some... Like, other... So she used... Excuse me. A lot of English slang. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. British slang. Which would have no fit in the story. Yeah. And it, she didn't bother fixing it. And she also, like, just some of the sentences and everything, it, it read like a fan fiction. Yeah. Um, but going back to the point, though, is she made bank. It was, like, the best-selling book. The sequel sold out. They have movies now. So this woman wrote fan fiction on kind of, wrote kind of mediocre fan fiction. I'm not trying to knock E.L. James. I commend her on getting where she is like she I know she had to hustle for that (laughs) like anytime you sell books you have to hustle so I I commend her hustle but she wrote kind of mediocre fan fiction and turned it into an international bestseller like so that is what fan fiction to me really is is like it is an opportunity for you to grow as a writer and a novelist and (laughs) that's why I wish there wasn't a stigma there because if more people I think could talk about it it could give more writers an outlet, like yeah. an additional outlet to like work on things. I think people would also kind of, um, I think they'd connect better with other people. Like, cause when you meet someone else that, you know, writes fan fiction or they're, they read it or whatever, you can kind of connect on other things that you have in common. Yeah. Cause you'll find out like, Oh, we both really love, we're both part of this fandom or we both really love this that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it's, it's also kind of like you with fan fiction, because it's such of like a taboo in general, like, you just feel closer to a person when you know, like, you oh, do. they also do this thing yeah. that I'm ashamed that I do, but they do it too. Yeah. It's kind of like learning that somebody, like, pees in the shower. Yeah. It's like, oh, you do that too? Awesome. We're both weird. I also brush my teeth in the shower. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> I did, though. I used to brush my teeth in the shower. 
Is it like a is it like a time thing? It was. It was a time thing. Also, so uh, this is really a side note on this. This is nowhere related to this topic. I, I liked to use the shower head as kind of like a faux um, spray. Oh, the yeah, yeah, spigot. The almost. water. Yeah, pick the, thing? yeah, the water pick. I kind of like to use the showers like a faux water pick. It made my teeth feel really good. Okay. But then I was like, mm, also, though, this is kind of gross because I'm spitting near my feet. Yeah. And feet are frequently the most ignored body just, part in the shower. I just, I can't, I can't let my toothbrush get wet except the bristles. <laughs> That's the only part of my toothbrush that can get wet. You're so particular. I just, I am, I'm extremely particular when it comes to all things hygiene for my life. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to get into it because I've had It's stories. a whole different podcast. You, don't, <laughs> you guys don't even want to know. Yeah. But anyway, so so that to me is like the biggest pro. Back to the point, is the biggest pro of fan fiction. Yeah, is the the development it can really give someone through through writing and then just connecting. So I'll give you an example too. It really does kind of connect people who maybe are not. Uh, social media now has kind of extended this, but back before when social media was still fledgling, this this was for nerds. <laughs> A very social thing. This was Tumblr before Tumblr. Yeah. Um, it was, there was a, a writer who I really liked, and she was very consistent. I think I told you the story. But she was very consistent, and she updated, I think, weekly or every two weeks at the max. Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. And, uh, and I'm saying she again. I think she actually did use feminine pronouns. Yeah, she did. She, I think this was actually, I confirmed, was a woman. Um and uh, she stopped updating for like a month. And I, you know, so there's a comment section in a lot of the chapters and everything. So you can say like, hey, I really like this or like, you know, even editing. So if you're like, hey, I was reading this and I noticed that this, like artists, uh, our writers tend to really appreciate that because it helps them go back and catch things that maybe they didn't see. So a couple people have left comments saying like, hey, you haven't updated in a really long time. We're getting kind of worried. And I actually private messaged her to make sure she was okay. Uh, because it was kind of weird and she was, she had just had some like life and every life drama and everything and was feeling a little sick, but she talked about how she felt really, I flatters the wrong word cause it wasn't, but she, she felt really like warm and fuzzy because all these people were so concerned about her and it was just really nice that basically strangers were like, Hey, are you alive? (laughs) (laughs) Like people, people who don't necessarily know you on an in-depth level are kind of concerned about you. Are you okay? And it was all connected through her writing. Yeah. So it can, you can, you can have some very like human moments in this. And I think that's really what I like about it too, is it kind of does give you another kind of glimpse at human connection. But yeah, that's, I feel like I talked a lot. I feel like we talked a lot about this. Yeah, I feel like we have as well. <laughs> so I don't have anything else to add. Do you? No, I guess other than just that, uh, my own personal like my favorite pro of it is just the extension of the universe that it provides, and just the kind of fixits that it does. Yeah. Which we talked about already. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I, I agree. I say that's my favorite pro. Yeah. To it is just the the way that you can. It, it prevents, it just keeps you from running out of content. And basically you can, if you're someone who loves to escape into like this other world, like for me, I love to escape into the fantasy of Tolkien's universe. And so basically I can just continue to do that because of amazing fanfic writers and people who continue to develop this world. And there are some writers who will 
I mean, they may not necessarily go off on this completely different route that would be weird for the fandom, but they will do things that are completely in line with what canon would do. And, but they'll just explore a completely different aspect of it that wasn't looked yeah. at, which I've read those things before. And it's amazing because you kind of feel like you're actually still reading the original stuff. You just have this new information. But um, in which Tolkien, he wrote like a ton of like one-off stories like, oh, here's this story that's mentioned a lot and here's this thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know. So I just I love it. That's that's the reason I love it so much. I can see that too. And I mean, expanding, expanding like that. And there are artists, um, I keep saying artists because artists and writers, eh, art, writers are artists, but writers, um, some of them will write similar to the original author for like, if it's a book yeah. or they'll write, if it was like a TV show or a script or something, they will write the character. Like they'll, so there's a thing called staying in character. Yeah, so, in OOCs, which are out of character. character. Yeah, so if they're in character, it means that they're basically taking the characters from whoever the original creator was, and they're going to stay true to that character. Mm-hmm. Some people do okay, but some people do really, really well to where it feels like you are, read like Baggins said, reading an extension of that original author. Yeah. Which, to be fair... And this is I'm gonna I'm gonna say one last thing in defense of fan fiction because I do feel like there is a stigma. I know we've mentioned this a lot. I feel of times, like this whole thing has been in defense of fan fiction. It kind of has. <laughs> we should have changed the title to "In Defense of Fan Fiction." Um, <laughs> but there's okay, so there is actually fan fiction that is considered that is in mainstream medium, but you guys don't. When by you guys, I mean people who don't read fan fiction don't call it fan fiction. And I have actually an, 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 a specific example. So Sherlock Holmes by uh, Arthur. Buchanan Doyle, mm-hmm. very popular. Yes. Very well-known character. People have written novels using that character. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he is, but it, so one of them, I, I read this in high school, and the only reason I read this is because Sherlock was in it. So we had to read, every week I had to read a book and do a book report for my freshman literature class, which was annoying as shit. So sometimes I would pick books that had characters I already knew because I didn't have to care. I didn't have to do as much research with that. And one of them was called The Moors. And it was about a female protagonist who was married to Sherlock Holmes. And her, and I can't remember the author's name, unfortunately. And she meets him, she meets up with him like in the first chapter and basically they're solving a mystery together. That is fucking fan fiction. I don't care that it's published. That is fucking fan fiction. Also, um, there's another aspect of fan fiction uh, called gender bend. Oh, fan fictions yeah. Where like they'll take one character and if it's a male character, they'll just change that character to female. Generally, everything else is the same. The only things that are different are the things that would have changed simply because that person is now female or that person is now male. Whatever the change is. Um, speaking along the lines of Sherlock, the show Elementary, mm-hmm. which is basically America's version of BBC Sherlock... That's a gender bend fan fiction because they changed Watson. John Watson into Joan Watson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's everywhere. It's out there, folks. Yeah. So <laughs> you may not realize that you like fan fiction because the mainstream is not calling it fan fiction, but it's fucking fan fiction. Yeah. So I was trying to think of another example, but like when so when they reboot stuff, that's kind of fan fiction. I hate to tell you. It is, but uh, another one is 
basically um, the show Once Upon a Time. Oh God! Is basically, Disney like fan fiction. <laughs> yes, it's like this huge crossover of every fairy tale into one giant fan fiction. It is basically Disney fan fiction. Yeah, it is. It's like yeah. all of the characters. They all of they yeah. come together, and so it's just a giant Disney crossover fan fiction. Yeah. So so there is fan fiction out there that is less kind of hard like negatively viewed than the stuff that you read on like archive of our own or fanfiction.net but there is fanfiction you've probably experienced it if you've ever seen another author take a popular so there's we can even begin to count how much frankenstein fanfiction there is which y'all know the fanfiction is about the monster i've talked about this no, don't set her off again. <laughs> oh, so, man. but there is so much fan fiction. There's so much Frankenstein fan fiction, though. There's it, it. It's been recreated so many times. And, but anyway, basically, be kind, and go read some goddamn fan fiction. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna end that like, here. Like we're gonna do. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah. So you guys <laughs> know that usually we don't um, let you know what we're gonna read next week. But since we were on such a long hiatus. We are going to actually, to ensure that we kind of stay uh, in a good flow, going to read a fan fiction this week as our uh, uh, random book. Excuse me, as part of our reading challenge. And this is going, we are going to complete it in a week. That's because we both like fan fiction so much we can read one in a week. Because again, you don't have to do as much effort because you already know the characters. Uh, yes. We're going to try to still keep it the randomized style. So we're basically just going to plug in our um, favorite kind of like uh, filters and then pick a title that we haven't read, but we have to pick the first title that we think is interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to have to read some of the summary because, again, the filters that we're going towards, sometimes it's not in. So basically whatever summary with title that we strikes our fancy first is what we're going to read. And we're going to, I think, put a word count on. We haven't worked out all of the exact parameters, but... Because there are so many. Because I think, yeah. what site are we going to, are we going to use archive? I figure we can do both. So I want okay. one of us to do an archive site, one of us to do like fanfiction.net. Um, oh. I tend to go to fanfiction.net because they have an app. I tend to go to archive because it works best on my phone. Yeah. And so, also I just, I prefer it. Yeah, fanfiction.net actually has an app. So that's honestly why I've kind of like gravitated back towards them because the app is so much more convenient than logging onto a website on my phone. Because mobile view, while a nice thing, is a pain in the ass. I have, I have like, one author on fanfiction that I read consistently. Yeah. Because she does Star Trek fanfiction for, like, Star Trek Enterprise, which is very hard to find. Yes. Oh, my God. so good. <laughs> so that's another sign note. So if you ever have a, a, a thing that has, like, a small following, if you find really good fanfiction, you're really fucking excited. Yes. <laughs> and you'll probably find it on fanfiction.net, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I, th I feel like the smaller the group is... They all kind of just join together in one specific place, yeah. which is generally fanfiction. So you either find it all on one or all on the other. But anyway, so we're going to both read from the two different, the two main different sites, um, and that's what we're going to be reviewing next week. So we did give you, we, we let you guys know this time because <laughs> we want to start being consistent again instead of being slackers like we have been. Yeah, our, our New Year's resolution is to get our lives together. Oh, I feel like that was my New Year's resolution every year. It's, it's always been my new... That's my life resolution. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all leading up to. I, like, it's, it's been such 
a thing in my entire life that I feel like once I finally achieve it, there's going to be like some sort of music. It's my whole life is going to turn out to be a video game. And they're like, goal completed. And I'm just going to die. See, <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Baggins wants her life to be a video game. I want mine to be a musical. <laughs> this is make it happen. People make it happen. Anyway. So we're going to end here. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, especially if you came back after our long hiatus. And uh, we hope you guys subscribe and keep staying with us. So I'm Fluffy. I'm Baggins. And this is Don't Overdo It. Have a good night. Bye.